0: Love, talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany, I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is former mayoral candidate Marlon Anderson, and Marlon is going to talk about the elected officials in Albany County and how they're doing dealing with the coronavirus. So Marlon,
1: how are you? Good morning, Cynthia. I'm just fine. And you so? I'm doing okay.
0: So, are glad to hear it. Thank you. When you look around and you see what's going on, uh, what's your assessment of how the elected officials in Albany are dealing with the coronavirus?
1: Well, my assessment basically is that they haven't led on it. They basically have followed the guidelines that came from uh, the state and Capitol Hill. Basically, they've been following uh, Governor Cuomo's lead. Uh, one of the one of the things that uh, has really appalled me in in since this uh, pandemic has taken effect was at the very beginning when we were alerted that you know we were on the road to a pandemic around St. Patrick's Day is that our leadership in the county and the city all ready to ignore that the facts of what was coming. And they were basically ready, willing, and able to host the St. Patrick's day parade. And in a sense, they're culpable for really the issues that came for that, where people were ignoring the the warnings and signs going out to clubs, because that is what led to them virtually shutting down. As you, as you might recall, uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, they were just doing it, you know, like guidelines, you know, certain amount of people, certain people gathering, but people flaunted that, and that's what led to the lockdown. In my opinion, of course.
0: Mhm. So uh, you're saying you don't think uh, McCoy and she and are doing the
1: best job that they possibly can. Well, I think right now they're following the lead of Capitol Hill, so basically what what New York Capitol Hill has designated they're following so basically they're following, so they're doing basically what they're being what they're told they're being they're doing what they're told at the moment, so on that score, they're following very well, but I am very very grateful and gratified that leadership came from a different source. When it was clearly lacking here, because again they were not they were not on the ball when it came to this issue. We would have relied on local leadership. We'd probably be in the same boat that New York City is now.
0: So I I remember uh, that the the St. Patrick's Day parade was called off uh, not too far from Saturday. I think it was like Thursday and it was. Mm-hmm. Off. so had mm-hmm. the had the parade gone on uh and it was at the assistance of the governor right
1: yes they basically they gotta again ask if you go to the history of it uh earlier that week uh the county and city had a press office mayor Sheen and uh- uh and County Executive McCoy had a press conference to let the public know that the St. Patrick Parade was going to go on as scheduled. And then after that they got an alert from the government stating that, uh no, you could not do this. Because again we are in we are in this, the seriousness of the situation was lost on them. So that's what happened with that. So do you think the bottom line
0: to them uh wanting the Saint Patrick parade was money generated in the city of Albany?
1: Oh of course, of course, a hundred a hundred percent. Uh a hundred percent. The city and the county were very culpable and that they were very focused on that. Uh they were hearing from no doubt those who were behind the Saint Patrick today, those who were calling about the to, to, to condition and things of that nature. And if you were on ground level, uh, as, as I am, if you were on ground level, you saw the repercussions of that because people that weekend, they were ignoring, even though there wasn't parade, they were acting like it was just like it was parade. You went to uh, bars and clubs. And, of course, the bars and clubs, you, they had that edict that was prior to the shutdown that you could have a certain amount of people in the clubs, and they were, they were flaunting that to the, to the maximum. I happened to be on ground level uh during that day and it was just appalling. I I was stunned to see people there was I mean there were bars I, I live on the corner of Larkin State as you well know Cynthia and there are bars mm-hmm. galore up and down the block and they were packed to the maximum all day long with people not practicing social distancing as they were asked with people not uh limiting the uh amount of people in their clubs. It was it was it was a travesty. And as I said, that is what has led to and it, it was not confined to the to the city of Albany. I can I can pretty much say that It was not confined to the city of Albany. But it, that is what led to where we are now. That by people basically ignoring the warnings that were given to them.
0: And so it I, was I have a belief.
1: Mm-hmm, go ahead.
0: It it was warnings coming from the governor's office, not Sheehan and McCoy, McCoy right?
1: Yes, that is correct. If they if they had came out and had the original press conference, not saying that the St. Patrick's Day parade was going to go on as planned, but that we have a serious situation here, and people needed to hear it. I think it would have did a lot more. It would have been a lot more effective in in the city. How soon after? How
0: soon after St. Patrick's Day did? The governor uh, shut down all the restaurants and bars across New York State. It wasn't too long after that, right?
1: No, it was. It was directly after that. Uh, the response from the public and response from the from the bar owners uh, is what led to them shutting it down because they shut it down uh, right before you know the weekend of St. Patrick's Day is when all oh, the flaunting and the ignoring of the warnings that went out, They shut it down, uh, I would say, basically, either that Sunday or Monday, because St. Patrick's Day was Tuesday, and they shut it down okay. on that Tuesday. Yes. So, basically, okay. it's this just Saturday before St. Patrick's Day. That's when they shut it down, because it was just an appalling flaunting of all the, the, the guidelines and the safeguards that were provided. You know, if they would have followed those guidelines and safeguards, I believe it would have been... A, entirely different direction in the state of New York as far as those things go.
0: So I remember a couple of days ago when you contacted me and and we talked about the Saint Patrick's Day parade and you said if it had gone on then you think it would have been Albany would be another New York City right now. But with yes, so I think many it would have been people, a disaster. With so many people going into the bars, into the restaurants, uh, cluttered in close proximity proximity of each other, um, do you think that, that was
1: that caused
0: the virus to spread in the capital oh. district?
1: Well, I, I, I mm-hmm. without a doubt, I think there's a lot of people out there who, are, who are, like they say, who are non-symptomatic, who are infected and don't know that they're infected. Data that they shown on the, on the, on the media channels and things like that is that the young people, the college students and things of like that, they are the individuals who are, are have been spreading the virus. They have been spreading it. It's, 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 it's a documented fact. They have been spreading it. Because they are the ones that have been flaunting the guidelines, they have been the ones who have been ignoring the orders for social distance and things of that nature. As I said, if you've been listening, or they've been hearing, you know, people throwing uh, parties and things of that nature and throwing get-togethers. Uh, just last evening, I was out. You know, I I go out to you know go to the store, pick up things from 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 Price Chopper, and I happen to walk up the street to Price Chopper and in the Dunkin' Donuts park like parking lot. What do I see? About twenty or thirty uh people and their motorcycles gathered in in the parking lot like there's there's no uh like there's no real issue, you know.
0: Um I had listened to Kevin McCashton the other day on Talk Thirteen Hundred and if, uh somebody called up and said that this is uh mandating that people who people should Quarantine themselves is, you know, an infringement on their rights. So how do you feel about
1: that? Do you think that's true? Well, I can't say that's an infringement on people's rights. Again, the bottom line is public health and welfare. You know, people, you know, they're quick to go into the Constitution and things of that. Nature. But right in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and things like that is issues about public health and welfare. And this is what this is about: public health and welfare. So I don't think mm-hmm. you know with with this going on, with this at the level of that was going on, I don't think it's an infringement of people's uh, of 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 um and people's rights. I think it's an issue of ensuring the public health and welfare. And you know to to put it in the legally term, the governor's got a right that you don't have a right to endanger the public health or the welfare of others. You don't have that right. Again, you have the rights. You have rights in America, as, and, and this is again, is in my opinion, and in my and in my legal study of law, which I have extensive background in. I, I pursue uh single-handedly by, on my own. But again, basically, you have rights in the, in, the, in the United States of America as long as they don't endanger or undermine the public's health or the public's welfare. And that's what this is about, mm-hmm. maintaining the public's health and public welfare. And when it comes to that, that trumps any other issue or any other, uh, how should we say, legally binding issue. Public health and welfare is a trump card. And I think that, uh, you know, probably social distancing and things of that nature. Because, again, you know, we haven't got to quarantine. We've got, we got to basically, you know, social distancing and stay at home. 'Cause we're not quarantining uh, again, the troops are not uh, uh are not patrolling the streets and things of like that nature. We haven't risen to that level yet. But what's been done in the interest of public health uh, public health and welfare I do fully support. It.
0: So, you know, it won't be too much longer before city races will be gearing up. Um, do you think do you think that Kathy Sheehan, if she decides to run again, will be vulnerable because of the coronavirus?
1: Well, I don't think that the coronavirus is going to be her main concern. I don't think that's going to... I would go forward and say that, that the mayor and all city officials who will be up for election in 2021 all are vulnerable, which between the issue with issues of our economic state, uh, basically, you know, with the state in deficit and things of that nature, how how close we are to the economic capacity, the social situation with the continuing gun violence in the city or things like that. I think that all local officials are vulnerable, and I think that no, no one who is an incumbent, should not be primary. Everyone, everyone who is an incumbent in the city or um, should be primary. It should be questioned on their record of the issues, what they've done to improve the city, and question their votes on what they've done in the economic situation. So I think he's vulnerable across the board. I don't think coronavirus, other than as I said, their response at the beginning, I don't think that's going to be an issue. That is a concern for them and that's a, a, that they can control because other than their response at the beginning, it's not, it's not something that they control. So that's not something that's going to be, you know, a major issue for them. That's going to be something that's going to be an issue at the presidential level. Okay, so how
0: a, a mayor or a city council member reacts to this? Has citywide ramifications. Don't don't you think that they are as responsible to ensure the welfare of the people as the president of the United States?
1: Oh, without a doubt. When you are when you are mayor or when you are co- county executive, you have that responsibility. And like I said, I do I do think they are culpable for their initial response, as I have said from, from the beginning of this call.
0: Okay. So, um that was their initial response. How mm-hmm. has the response how has the response of our elected officials been throughout the crisis, not just at the beginning?
1: Well, basically, uh at At the local level, there hasn't been nothing to, really to be done except told a line and they've told the line since the beginning. I like to see them be i like to see a, a more aggressive response you know uh on on the local level you know with with a greater police presence you know addressing these issues of people who are ignoring and and flaunting uh the the the, the guidelines and responses again I, I again living where I live and seeing where I where I'm seeing you know I I've, I see businesses continuing to do business that non-essential businesses that are that should be closed but are open doing businesses as I said I see people gathering you know where they should not be gathering so I would like to see a greater response and and, and that value but right now they're basically you know they're basically towing the line It's very very little they they could do and very little they would do, you know, like I said, I've, I've heard, you know, certain individuals have done uh, things like, you know, coordinate uh, uh, food banks and things of that nature. And I commend them for that different, different uh, uh, county, uh, I mean, council people and things of that nature. I commend them for that. But right now uh, they are basically towing the line as they should do. As far as, as far as the, as far as the mayor and things of that nature, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, their initial response laid the groundwork for what was, to, what was to come. Because with the conflicting message of "oh, we're on board, let's let's do this," you know, and it just went from there. When they came out with that initial response and had everybody geared up, it was like something that they couldn't come back from. They tried to, you know, they tried to walk it back, but it was something they couldn't come back from. Because basically, from from their from their initial response, gave the initial uh, perception. To the local public that this is not something to really take serious. It wasn't until the seriousness was in, in, imposed upon it by state and federal officials that it got serious around here. Because if if, it, if the, uh, the local locality had had its way, uh, Lark Street would be open for business right now.
0: Right. Have you any idea? I mean, nobody really does have an idea. But what do you think the t- timeline is when things will get back to quote unquote normal in the city of Albany?
1: Well, I was watching uh, uh uh Chinese global television last night It was one of my one of my pleasures that I watched. and I'm looking at with them there uh the place where the uh the disease actually broke out. Wuhan is open back for business, and it took them seventy six days to reopen. And they, you know, but, you know, China, you know, they put a, a more intensive area, a more intensive focus on it, but they're back open for business. So that was like two, two and a half months that it took them to reopen. And, we know, with the, the distances I've seen, you know, social distancing has taken place. And as I said, and the facts are, are being held apparent, you know, the curve is flattening and things of that nature. I will see opening, opening back for business. I would I would have assume probably barring any real complications about the middle of June because basically it's going to be an issue of the hardest hit community. And, you know, Albany is, Albany County has the most, you know, in, in the capital region, Albany County has the most deaths and, and cases. So, you know, we're, we're going to be the last, but I would think I would say between around the middle of June, you know, not with a combination of factors, time, uh, the weather, things of that nature. I would say about the middle of June, I can see us opening, reopening for business.
0: But uh, all of the wonderful things that we enjoy in the summer, um, the the tulip fair has been canceled. Uh, yes. the, uh What about the 4th of July? What about Live at Five? What about music in the plaza? I don't think... That'll be up and running This summer, do you?
1: Well, I don't know it, That depends on leadership These are things that leadership In the city, you know And and, and places like that They should be trying to coordinate I've heard, you know, different uh, things That they're trying to coordinate schedule And, you know, it'll be a wonderful thing That they can coordinate, you know, short schedules or, You know, short things You know, but uh, This is a a, a something that has not happened in history and we just got to face it. It's not business as usual. So I'd be, you know, very cool with, if, if there's no live at five, if there's no, uh, any, you know, 4th of July is going to happen. I can pretty much tell you that 4th of July is going to happen. I'm not, I, I'm i not concerned about 4th of July will happen. If anything, 4th of July will happen. Live or five may not, things of that nature. But Fourth of July is gonna happen. I, I can't I can't see us being closed uh up to July. So I think Fourth of July will happen. I think that will be uh a a really coming out uh return to America being itself. So I believe Fourth of July will happen. But uh these small superficial things like, you know, Live at Five things, you know, and that's something leadership is gonna have to deal with. We've lost all these uh small superficial things to generate the quote-unquote revenue that they need so they are going to have to try to address that you know they're going to have to try to work with the government to find a way to fill the holes that have become gaping wounds since what they rely on for the general uh their general revenues haven't happened but again when it's a public health and welfare issue uh that trumps everything so I would be. I would not be too concerned if there was no live at five and things like that. And again, uh, the public will find a way around that. You know, there are people out there. They will do things. They'll find ways around that. And the city can find a ways ways around that. We have plenty of entertainers and things like that. And that could be a boon to them that we can employ, engage, and and just and and cobble together different type of things to get help people get back into their. Uh, how should we say? into their uh, real living once this is lifted. And as I said, it should be lifted by June. And if we have leadership and great enough organization, we can put that together. So I'm not looking forward to that. But again, when you're talking about coordinating national entertainment, getting national entertainers and things like that, I I can say that's a wrap on that. I I can't see that really going back online really until September, October, anything like that. Because, again, even though they're going to lift it, it's still going to be an issue on, you know, how people are going to engage each other. How many people can we really have? Because we don't want it to, for it to go down and then it to come right back up again. You know, by people just going out and just acting like nothing, you know, like nothing has happened, and it's going to be basically taking baby steps. We're going to have to take baby steps, not just start start back off running again. We're got to, to take baby steps. You know, we can't just right. you know after having a disease pandemic to lift the ban and the bars start being filled up. And I hope that leadership prepares for that. You know, we need to go slow. They need to, when they open up, they need to go slow, go by those original guidelines. Like, you know, you can't have no more than maybe 150 people in the bar at one time or even less, maybe, you know, they have to go very slow with this. Because again, this could, you know, turn right back around and bite us right back. And you, you know what, if, if people are not careful about yeah.
0: it. Right. So I know you like to go to New York City. You haven't gone there in a while, have you?
1: Oh, no, no. I won't be going to New York until at least August. I I I love New York very much. But again, uh, this, the world has changed. You know, the world is this has changed the world. I don't know how we're going to go back to, you know, uh, c- c- clubs filled with people. You know, I don't know how we're going to go back to, you know, things like touch dancing and stuff like that. I really don't know how we're going to go back to these things. I'm going to wait and see, but no, I'm not. I'm not going to go to New York until uh, basically the heat of summer, when I feel secure that the environment is built is in a state that it can't support the, vi- the virus, and that will be in the summertime, in, in the heat of summer. So, no, I won't okay. be in New York until at least August.
0: Okay, uh, this Fourth of July. Let me let me give you my opinion of that. You know, there's mm-hmm. people from all over the capital district. It, uh, the Fourth of July attracts thousands of people, thousands exactly. of
1: people, mm-hmm. and
0: if the and if it everything's not crystal clear at that point, that could be pretty disastrous. Don't you think?
1: Oh, without a doubt. Now, I don't, as I said, I don't think it'll go off unless things are crystal clear. Again, you know, uh, as as has been demonstrated, has demonstrated in, a, in in a while. No matter what happens anyplace else in New York, Cuomo's not going to do it until he's a hundred percent secure. You know that this is, you know, th- that that we're secure enough to do this, and I and I applaud him for that. Until it's secure uh, uh, for them to do this. You know, if it's necessary to for them to limit how many people could come in or things of that nature, you know, that, that's up to them. Because, again, this is an issue of the public health and welfare. You know, we, we can't mm-hmm. just go, once this goes, once this is lifted, we can't just go back to business as usual. You know, we can't just go back to, hey, you know, everybody charge out and, and, and do these things. If that We're not going to be able to do that for months. So we'll have to mm-hmm. definitely have to see like that. I, I am the, of the firm belief. That by the fourth of July, you know, a combination of the, of, you know, what we're doing now and the weather steadily improving, because again, you know, the summer, you know, when 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 you know bright sunshine, uh, high temperatures, that's not conducive for a virus. Viruses do not survive in that type of environment. So that's one. Of, that's mm-hmm. going to be one of the, the factors in the favor. But again, coming back from this, it's going to be a very slow process. It's not. We're not going to be able to go from zero to sixty. And anybody who believes that or who plans for that is, is, is going to be very wrong and very, and they're going to be very uh, disappointing. But as I said, I this is basically, we're just going to have to deal with this. This is going to be a, a year of many losses and many changes, and we're just going to have to deal with this, you know. So maybe by right. next, I say maybe next year we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to go back to our regular functions. but you know, this year is almost half over. We're, we're almost, we're in the middle of April, to soon be May. I, I just consider this basically a, a lost year as far as, you know, our regular reality. We lost the year <laughs> due to this virus, and we just have to try to, to work to make sure this never, ever happens again. So, Marlon, and, our
0: time is up. As, as this Crisis evolves, would you be interested in coming back on focus on Albany?
1: Of course, I would be more than happy and willing that if you feel the need to reach out to me at any time, I'm always going to be available because, again, this is not something that's going to end anytime soon. And as I said, I hope that leadership begins to uh, rise to the challenge and not, uh, 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 how should I say, fall by the wayside. As it goes forward, right. because leadership is going to be very important in the next few months as we try to repair and, as I say, cobble together what we need to cobble together. Because, again, leaderships is going to have to be the face that's going to be there to get the revenues and and monies that will be needed that we have lost. Because, again, it's going to be a very, very uh, tough uh, next eight months in, in the city of Albany and in the county of Albany. Financially, I okay. Say, economically.
0: So, Marlon, I look forward to talking with you again. Uh, you've been listening to Marlon Anderson. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes. If you have a comment about the show, hashtag Focus on Albany. Thanks, Marlon. Stay safe. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay safe and healthy. Have a great day. Bye. Mm -hmm.